Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks for joining us on the broadcast or the podcast. Hello, and yes, welcome to this Tuesday, the 13th of February edition of the Authority of Love. Yesterday, we unpacked some more about what sanctification means as an integral and necessary part of our salvation. Ultimately, our relationship with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Christ has saved us not simply for a get-out-of-hell-free card, but so that we can daily live in a holy, sanctified, and blessed relationship with Him in a world that is far removed from Him. This points to the reality that it's not just for us, but so that we can share it with this broken, sinful, and dying world. So how do we do this? Well, it has much to do with how we are training our minds, capturing our thoughts, and making our priority focus on God, His Son, His Spirit, and His Word, rather than making the things of this world the primary thoughts and imaginations. Now, you can go back and check out yesterday's and all the other ones at loveandlordship.com. That's loveandlordship.com all together. If you're watching on the video, you see it uh, right there, right there, yeah. Uh, but don't use the ampersand. That's that squiggly thing right up there. See, don't use that, all right? Use A-N-D, loveandlordship.com, and you'll find many of this article, many others, uh, podcast videos. Click on the Read, Watch, or Listen tabs. You can click on the Vimeo icon, the Podbean icon, and there are others. Those are the main ones I would, I would direct you to, uh, and I thank you for doing that. You can also contact me at loveandlordship at gmail.com love and lordship again all spelled out and together love and lordship at gmail.com now i mentioned that sanctification has to do with what and how we think about is it mostly toward the world the flesh and our own desires or are our thoughts and therefore our actions and relationships more about god and his righteousness in, in all that we do not just when we're sitting in church or serving with the church folk okay we know this from Scripture and from our own experiences. If we are honest with ourselves, what we tend to focus on is what ultimately drives and shapes our decisions, our actions, our relationships, our very lives. So what is it that you think about? What drives you? Let me ask it another way. What drives your imagination? This is actually a gift from God that is often short-circuited by our continual thoughts on ourselves, the culture's messages, and the selfish desires that flow from both of these, the flesh and the culture. And the enemy in the spiritual realm is doing everything he can to make sure that that's where we stay focused. This makes it very difficult for us to do the things that Scripture calls us to do when it comes to renewing our minds, Romans 12, 2 taking thoughts captive, those that come against who we know God according to his word to be, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, and becoming what we are thinking according to Proverbs 27, 19. One translation says this, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In today's episode, the question then is from Oswald Chambers, again, my utmost first highest, on, on February the 10th, he asked this question as the title of his devotional. Is your imagination of God starved? Let me ask it in a different way. What do you spend time thinking about or dwelling on, and how does it affect every other thing that you think about? How does it then impact your life? As usual, neither Chambers nor myself are going to pull any punches. 
We need believers to have their hearts and minds set on God, and it needs to be evident in everything that we say and do. Chambers points to the people of Israel in Isaiah's day, and as Isaiah tells them to in verse 40, uh, chapter 40, verse 26, lift up your eyes on high and behold who has, has created these things. Again, Isaiah 40, 26, lift up your eyes on high and behold who has created these things. Why did the Spirit direct Isaiah to ask this question of God's chosen people? Well, Chambers tells us the people of God in Isaiah's day had starved their imagination by looking on the face of idols. Let me say that again, because that's key, not only in Isaiah's day, but in ours. The people of God in Isaiah's day and ours had starved their imagination by looking on the face of idols. And Isaiah made them look up at the heavens. That is, he made them begin to use their imagination aright. Nature to a saint, a believer, a disciple, is sacramental. As we are well aware in our day and time, nature can and often be an idol. Think Gaia, Greenpeace, global warming, climate change, right? However, to a believer, nature is a sacrament as God's created gift to us and for us. Chambers goes on to say, if we are children of God, we have a tremendous treasure in nature. In every wind that blows, in every night and day of the year, in every sign of the sky, in every blossoming and in every withering of the earth, there is a real coming of God to us if we simply use our starved imagination to realize it. What's that saying then, though? Our focus, our priorities, our mind has to be set on Him. You see, when we look at all of this apart from God, we become more and more starved because we're seeing the creation apart from the Creator. This is another philosophical argument against evolution, even theistic evolution, as it is a product of a starved imagination that looks first to the creation rather than to the Creator. See Romans 1 for the truth and the outcome of God's revelation of Himself to us through the creation and what happens when we starve ourselves from God by focusing on any part of creation above Him, including ourselves and our desires as a way to satisfy only what He can. The devotional says this, the test of spiritual concentration is bringing the imagination, the thoughts, into captivity. This is what I mentioned earlier from 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. What drives your thoughts? And is it in line with God's word and the truth of who he is? Or is it rooted in your own thinking and that of creation and idols? The Devo, in the Devo, he questions, is your imagination looking on the face of an idol? Is that idol yourself, your work? your conception of what a worker should be, even for the Lord, your experience of salvation and sanctification. That's from yesterday's program and message. Then your imagination of God is starved. And when you are up against difficulties, you have no power. You can only endure in darkness. If your imagination is starved, do not look back to your own experience. It is God whom you need. 
Go right out of yourself, away from the face of your idols, away from everything that has been starving your imagination of him. Rouse yourself up. Take the job that Isaiah gave the people and deliberately turn your imagination, your thoughts, your focus to God. One of the reasons of stultification, this word he uses, that's staleness or ineffectiveness in prayer, is that, that there is no imagination, no power of putting ourselves deliberately before God because we do not take God at his word and think rightly on all things according to his word. Chambers says we have to learn how to be broken bread and poured out wine on the line of intercession more than on the line of personal contact. Imagination is the power God gives a saint to position himself out of himself into relationships he never was in. Through Christ and the Holy Spirit, we can connect with people in ways we never could otherwise. And that's what God desires to, us to do in his word and for his glory. As you spend time focusing, studying, and meditating on God's Word, you begin to think differently, not only about yourself, but those you are in relationship with, those you pray for, etc. And that thinking, that imagining or imagination begins more and more to align with God's thoughts, plans, desires, His Word, and ultimately His will for you and others. That's how we begin to pray. That's why it's intercession. We pray God's will, God's word, our knowledge of him according to the truth, not what we think it is or what others may think it is or the creation as the focal point, but him and who he truly is. That's how we must learn as saved and sanctified disciples of Jesus Christ to allow our imagination, our thoughts, our thinking to be completely fueled by God's spirit and in his word. Here's our food for thought today. Probably the greatest deterrent to thinking and imagining along God's line of thinking found in his word is that we fear man rather than fear God. Oswald Chambers again says, the remarkable thing about fearing God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. Blessed is everyone that fears the Lord. Who or what do you fear? What does your thinking and your actions reveal about that? How does that ultimately influence how you think and how those thoughts guide your life? Is it fear of man with a starved imagination for God? Or is it fear of God with a fully alive imagination for him and things according to his word and his will? Here's our love and action items. Spend time with God in his word, in prayer, and in listening. This is how you fill up your mind, your imagination, right, with him. Begin with the messages in this, in this, or the scriptures in this episode, right? And if you've not been doing it, don't start doing an hour a day or two hours. If you, if you can, great. But most of the time you need to develop the discipline. So start with just five or ten minutes a day. But be there every day with him. Meet with him. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. And it'll change everything else. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, write down, be brutally honest, the thoughts that you spend most of your time thinking about or imagining. What is the result of the fruit in your life of these thoughts and imaginations? And then number four, as you think about the focus of your thoughts and imaginations and where they have led you, what needs to change for you to have a vibrant thought life in Christ? 
and the life that flows from an imagination focused on Him. I hope you'll take that to heart and try that. Now, tomorrow's Wednesday. Our regular listeners know that what that means. Wednesday's for women with our good friend and always insightful guest, Mrs. Adia Wishner. She's the executive director of Kentucky Right to Life. You don't want to miss out on what she has to share, so I hope you'll join us and invite others, family, friends, loved ones, and enemies to join us um, so that they can hear her, her great insights that are always in line with God's Word. We make sure of that. That's what we're going to do on Authority of Love in all things. So I thank you for, for joining us and inviting others to do it. Share it with others as well. Again, go to our, our website, loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com. You can find the book there in the icon in the middle of the page. You can give if the Lord leads you to at the Give tab in near the upper right, one time or ongoing. Thank you for any gifts. And if not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you where he would have you give and partner with, with a ministry. Be sure that you're involved in and connected with and giving first to a local church. We need to do that. The Bible instructs us to do that. But also make sure that you are a disciple who's making disciples. That's what we want to do here. So you can help others in your church. Uh, you can give through a mobile app. It's cash.app. It's the cash app. Cash.app, A-P-P, forward slash dollar sign love and lordship altogether. Dollar sign love and lordship. And both L's are capitalized. If you want to give by mail, send it to love and lordship. That's Love and Lordship, 324 Timothy Drive, Timothy, T-I-M-O-T-H-Y, Timothy Drive, Nicholasville, Kentucky, 40356. Again, all donations are tax deductible, fully tax deductible, and we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Again, stay tuned for my good friend at 1245, Greg Horn with Hope is Here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.